0: One, two, test one, two, go hot, check, 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 check.
1: Good morning. good morning. I just saw the clock turn 10:30, so we started on time. I love that. Well, we are so glad that you are here to worship with us this morning. We have a few things that are that are a little different that are good, and um, so we'll avail you to those as they come. But we do want to say thank you for coming to worship with Anastasia this morning. Uh, will you please stand? And let's begin our service. Brethren, we have met to worship. Let's sing together. Brethren, we have met to worship, and uh, the Lord our God, will you pray? all your power while we try to preach the word all is vain unless the spirit of the to let us love and pray for sinners till our God makes all things new then he'll call us home to heaven at his table will sit down Christ will good himself and serve us sweet man of I stand amazed. I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene, and wonder how He could love me, us, near condemned, unclean, how marvelous how me. He took my sins and my sorrows. He made them his very own. He bore the burden to cover When with the ransomed and glory His face I at last shall see, Twill be my joy through the ages To sing of His love for me. Sing it out, ready? Oh, how marvelous, how wonderful And my soul shall ever how marvelous, how wonderful is my Savior's love for me. Can we go back and just do the chorus again? Just the voices. Chorus, the whole chorus. How marvelous, how wonderful, and my song shall ever be. Have I ever shared with you what my goal and vision is in every church I've ever served? No? No. I'm sorry, I haven't done that. My goal and vision for every church I've served in is that if you're here as a visitor, that will be your seat. Because this will be the entire choir. Okay? So at some point in time, someday, you may be escorted by an usher to take a seat up there because this space is too full with the choir. So we're glad that you're here this morning. Will you please be seated as Brother Carl shares some announcements with us? Classics Choir is looking to grow. So if you happen to have time that you could sing on a Monday morning at 10 o'clock, we work on music to get ready for singing at the 8 o'clock hour. We also uh, work on music to get ready for the nursing homes uh, that uh, was mentioned by Carl. Um, One of the blessings about going to the nursing homes is many of the people that come to hear us sing that we get to meet with are actually members of Anastasia already? They're just not able to get here on services, so it's really sort of like a love letter that the church sends into these into these homes because they get they just get reacquainted with with friends, and just get to remind them that Jesus loves them and so do we. Um, the other thing, uh, March 24, that's Palm Sunday. March 24 is Palm Sunday. That evening, Sunday night at 6 p.m. Uh, choir and orchestra will be presenting uh, a cantata entitled A Journey to Hope, uh, and so that will be there uh, as well. That's free, uh, but we would invite, uh, encourage you to set that on your calendar and, and come as we use that as part of our time of preparation for Holy Week and as we so look forward to celebrating Easter. Ready to learn a new song?
2: Okay.
1: I'm going to sing the chorus for you one time. Then I'm going to have you join me as we sing the chorus one time. Then we're going to go to the beginning of the song, have you stand, and then we're all going to sing the whole thing together. Okay? Part of the reason we're doing this too is because this is one of the songs I want to do for Easter Sunday. So it would be really good if you knew it ahead of time, huh? (laughs) So this is, (laughs) oh, church, arise. Arise. Shine for your light has come. Arise, shine for the risen sun. Lift your eyes, we are his radiant bride. Arise, O church. Simple enough? You got it? How many of you know it already? Oh, that's not good. Okay. I got caught in the first service. We started singing it, and half of them, I'm getting blown out by this side. I'm thinking, you knew this already, didn't you? (laughs) So we just wanted to make sure. So sing the chorus with me. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Arise, shine. We are His radiant bride. Arise, O Church, arise! I'm gonna take y'all on the road with me. Okay? (laughs) We should we should know that. All right. Would you please stand as we begin? O Church, arise! O church, O church, arise and put your armor on. Hear the call of Christ our captain. For now the weak can say that they are strong in the strength that God has given. With shield of faith and belt of truth we'll stand against the devil's lies. Army bold, whose battle cry is love, reaching out to those in darkness. Our call to war, to love our captive soul, but to judge against the captor. With the sword that makes the wounded whole, we will fight with faith and valor. When faced with trials on every side, we know the outcome is secure. And Christ will have the price for which he died, an inheritance patience right. cross where love and mercy meet as the son of god is stricken then see his foes lie crushed beneath his feet for the conqueror has risen and as the stone is rolled away and christ emerges from the grave This victory march continues till the day every eye and heart shall see him. So, Spirit, so, Spirit, come, put strength in every stride, give grace for every hurdle that we may run. To win the prize of a servant good and faithful As saints of old still line the way Retelling triumphs of his grace We hear their calls and hunger for the day When with Christ we stand in glory Arise Oh! I could hear. Great, and that's wonderful. Now, before you're seated, try to find somebody you may not recognize. That would be great, and welcome them here this morning. Make them feel welcome here at Anastasia this morning.
0: Amen. Good morning, church. It's a good day to be in the house of the Lord. The Lord's moving here amongst us. Amen. 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 Well, hey, we're going to wrap up our, our book and our series going through the, this very small book of Titus. And uh, if you're not careful, you can skim right past it. It's just after 2 Timothy. But we're going to finish that out, and uh, probably on a portion of Scripture that we would call the bookends, probably, right? It's the last little bit that often gets skimmed over, uh, but I think there's this incredible uh, truth in a word in there for us, so we're going to look at that here in a minute. And I've titled the message, How to Live with Urgency." for the gospel, how to live with urgency for the gospel. we're gonna look at Titus chapter three, verses 12 through 15 in just a minute. But before we start there, have you ever experienced a time in your life where you needed to move with urgency? A time in your life when you needed to move with urgency. On uh, March 11th, 2014, it was a time in my life uh, leading up to that, I guess, a time of urgency. And March 11th, 2014, my wife was uh, just a little over eight and a half months pregnant. And it uh, was that late in that afternoon, evening, and she said, I think it's time. I think we need to go to the, the ER. And I think at any moment, we're going to get to meet our daughter, our very firstborn daughter. And so we went to the ER and got ready and, and spent a few hours there and, and then a few more hours there, only for them to send us home. We hours of the night, uh, maybe midnight or a little bit later, we got home, we were both exhausted. I, I don't even think I, I, think I passed out on the couch and, and I awoke early the next morning on March 12th to my wife telling me that her water broke. And uh, I, I don't know if you gentlemen have ever been in that position, but there's a little bit of panic that takes place in your life. And I don't know if it was because I didn't get a lot of sleep the night before or this was our firstborn and I was overwhelmed, I was nervous, whatever the, the situation. What I should have said to my wife in that situation, let me get the bags and let me help you to the car and we'll, get our, we'll make our way to the hospital, right? Or what do you need? Let's, let's make our way to the hospital with urgency, right? And, and but that's not what I said. <laughs> you ever put your foot in your mouth before? What came out of my mouth was, honey, do you think I have time to take a shower before we go? (laughs) I wasn't thinking. Any future dads out there, if you have any words of wisdom to future dads, when you hear that your wife is going into labor, your first response, honey, what can I do for you, right? Let's make our way to the hospital, right? That was not the answer I gave. You know, sometimes in life, in moments where we should be moving with urgency, we are not moving with urgency. Uh, sometimes in life, we, we wait when we should hurry, we walk when we should run, and we should delay when we should move with urgency. You know, as we think about the season of life that we are in as believers I believe that the time that we have now is a time of urgency for the gospel. To take the gospel that the Lord has given us, the, the good news of Jesus, and spread it to the ends of the earth, not with haste, but with urgency. Because the world around us desperately needs to hear the hope of Jesus. And I believe that a little bit of what we see in the bookends of Titus Is Paul really enacting that? He's living it out. He's not just talking about it, but he is instructing many ministry leaders, many people who are called by God as to where they should go and how they should uh, serve the Lord their God with urgency. And so I want us to focus in on that, Titus chapter 3, starting in verse 12. And if you have your Bibles, and uh, open those up to that. Uh, But I want to ask you also if you can please stand in the honor of the reading of God's word. Titus chapter three, verse 12. When I sent Artemis and Tychius to you, do your best to come to me at Nicopolis. For I've decided to spend the winter there. Do your best to send Zenus the lawyer and Apollos on their way. See that they lack nothing and let our people learn to devote themselves to good works so as to help cases of urgent need and not be unfruitful. Verse 15. All who are with me send greetings to you. Greet those who love us in the faith. Grace be with you all. May God bless the reading of his word. You may be seated this morning. If you're not careful, you might have skimmed over that last part and just think, well, that's just Paul giving some final instructions to Titus, who is pastoring the churches in Crete. But what I see in there, more or less, is really the heart of Paul and the desire he has to see all people that whom God had trusted him with to live out their calling and faith with urgency. And so if you're taking notes this morning, how to live with urgency for the gospel, first, we need to consider your call. We need to consider your call uh, again, Paul says, do your best to come to me at Nicopolis for I've decided to spend winter there. Do your best to send Zenus, the lawyer and Apollos on their way. There was a sense of urgency there. Why? Because God was using Paul to instruct those whom he had called for their mission and purpose. Paul is directing those whom God had called. If we are to live with urgency for the gospel, we need to be reminded of, of the call of God on our life. And Paul is reminding many people, uh, each with different callings, each with different backgrounds and giftings, uh, where God was leading them. You look at Artemis, who Paul was sending to Titus, and, and Tycheus, right? Two people that, that Paul was sending. He, he, Artemis was a bishop over many churches in modern day Turkey. He would oversee a lot of church plants. And so you could understand why Paul needed to send him to Titus to help oversee many of the churches. Tycheus was a faithful servant, a missionary with Paul, whom he was sending. To support him. But then also Titus was supposed to send him Apollos to continue the work that God had called him. And Paulus was one we know that was fervent in the Spirit. He was excited about the call of the Lord on his life. He was full of the Spirit. And so we knew that as he was sending him, he was sending somebody who was excited about what God was doing. And Zenas was a lawyer who uh, we don't know much about, but would have been of Jewish background. And so Paul is instructing each of these to move with urgency to the call that God had on their life. Kind of reminds me of what 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12, what Paul would write. He says, there is one body, but it has many parts. All its many parts make up one body. It is the same with Christ. Paul is seeing all the parts of the body, each of their calling, each of the way that God was leading them to serve the body, and he's instructing them. And you and I this morning need to realize that each of us has a call on our life by God. Each of us has a calling in our life by God. What does it mean to have a calling by God in our life? I would say it means two things. One, it means that we are called out of darkness, that when God calls us, he calls us to walk in righteousness, that is a direct result of his son Jesus dying on the cross. It's this beautiful exchange where Jesus takes my place and I receive his righteousness. God calls us out of darkness by the power of his great love. And you know, scripture even tells us there is a power behind the calling that God places on our life. Uh, Paul write this, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God, he would say that in God's calling on our life. There's power. Why is there power? It's because the same power that rose Jesus from the grave lives within us, right? That's the calling that God has placed on us. He's called us out of darkness. And then he also says the wisdom of God. Well, how is it that you and I have the wisdom of God? It is because the spirit of God, if we are a born again believer, lives and dwells within us. He's the great counselor. He is the wisdom of God instructing us and giving us guidance in life. Secondly, I would say not only has God called us out of darkness, but he's called us to walk in the light. God has called us to walk in the light. See, if we are called, it means that to walk in the light, a part of God's calling on your life is understanding that he is going to call upon you to do things for his glory. Have you considered that there is a call of God on your life, and your call is to advance the kingdom of God by all means? You may say, "Well, Samuel, I don't feel called to be an overseas missionary or uh, I would say, that's all right. God has called you to be exactly who you are, right? Whether maybe some of you uh, God has called you to be a teacher. Can I tell you, be the best teacher you can for the glory and honor of Jesus Christ and love your students in such a way to point them to an eternal God. Maybe some of you are called to be a lawyer, a firefighter, a doctor, a stay-at-home mom, an engineer. Whatever your calling that God has placed on your life, do it to the best of your ability for God's glory. That's the calling. Live out the call of God in your life with urgency for the gospel. Second thing you can write down if we want to live with urgency, make your living about equipping. Paul, Paul would write to Titus as he's getting ready to send over uh, Apollos and Zenus. He says, See that they lack nothing. In other words, as they seek to fulfill the mission that God had called on, put on their life, make sure that they are resourced, that they have everything that they need. You know, I see that as even a step forward, as kind of Paul telling us that as we see people who are called by the